The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too Welcome to my brother and my brother. I mean, advice show for the modern era. Folks, it's cold and flu season. I hope you have your, your vitamin C, your echinacea. What else? What else is a your popular? Your portable bubble. Your bubble that saves you from infection. I'm talking like a shower curtain kind of like force field thing. Sure. So Are you guys ganking? Ganking out? Excuse Isn't me? Ganking is for your, well, A, racism. Don't appreciate it. Two, Sorry. It's, uh, isn't that for your memory? It's for your memory, but that's how you remember to take all the other vitamins. Oh. <laughs> you remember okay. not to get sick. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if people in Contagion, I, I liked Contagion. I liked um, how early Gwyneth Paltrow left the film, but I, <laughs> I think... Get out of here, Gwyneth. Hey, there's the door, lady. Uh, uh, go cry on Blythe Danner's shoulder. Uh, I, I do wish that there had been a boy in a plastic bubble who had risen up to lead them. <laughs> well, he would have uh, been their hero. Hey, didn't Ewan McGregor do just that? I guess in a way he just, he did, it just didn't commit to it. That movie was startling for me uh, on, on, well, three levels. The first being, oh my God, this is how, this is it, guys. This is, this is it. how it happens. No, this is how it happens. I'm sorry, I, I hate to interrupt. I haven't seen Contagion. Okay. Well, here let me give you the okay. Uh, let me give you the elevator pitch. Everyone gets real sick. Okay. <laughs> Just yeah. real sick. You ever been Ill. to a hospital? Uh huh. It's like it made the world into a hospital. Got it. Yeah. Pretty much it. Okay. So the whole world smelled slightly of antiseptic. Yeah. yeah. Got um, it. So that was part one. Part two is Ewan McGregor's head bubble is just so darling. And <laughs> he wears um, a head bubble like a, it's like a plastic bag. It's like you never seen American Beauty. <laughs> you know, the plastic bag. He wears that on his head. Basically, uh-huh. he wears that right on his head and keeps him safe from disease. How many times in the movie do people um, ask each other if they've been taking their one a day? <laughs> that doesn't come up. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's apparently not effective in treating whatever uh, contagion is. And the third point. Is that you and McGregor's got kind of a fucked up grill? Hey, well, how's your grill, Yui? I didn't know because is that was that movie magic or does he really have that fucked up a grill? I think just, in every film he's ever made, it's been CGI'd out. It's pretty fucked up, and it's only from one side. On one side, he looks like you know Obi Wan, and on the other side, it's like oh no, oh man, he looks like um, Grody Wan. Nice. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. So this is our Ewan McGregor fan cast. Remember my brother and me. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your baby brother, Griffin. And I, I apologize for how my voice sounds. I have the contagion. Griffin has the contagion. And and um, uh, for people who haven't seen it, I uh, hate to spoil it for you, but apparently the only thing that treats it, more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, I thought I was really surprised. That was the only treatment. That The only prescription that was available to people. And there was a run on cowbell stores. But unfortunately, it wasn't covered by their insurance, so it was cost prohibitive. 
Right, exactly. So people are like dying in the streets selling fake cowbell mm-hmm. that are just made of aluminum. This is a foil. triangle. Hey. This is a horse bell, you fucker. This is one of those things with the little metal beads on it that you rub to make it sound like it's raining. A shaka. A shaka. Two of my female friends are moving into a new house rent-free because one of their parents owns it. It is a three-bedroom house, and they have invited me to live there with them. They are my best friends, and I spend most of my time with them. My concern is whether or not it's a good idea to live with two women with whom I have no romantic connection with because TV has taught me that doesn't always work out well from Gmail. Um, from just Zombie John Ritter. <laughs> just, just a reminder: um, if you're if you're writing into like a gender specific question like this, make sure to include your own gender mm-hmm. because it it can uh, get kind of confusing. I'm thinking it's male. It is a male. I think you're right. I managed to piece it together from context clues, but I had to devote brain cycles to that that I could have been using coming up with advice and wisdom. Yeah, uh, um, or, a so, cure, or a cure for contagion. Mm-hmm. I, I lived with a girl I was not romantically attached to for a month once. It Travis. was in an apartment. What? Travis did the same thing, didn't he? I did it for yeah. like three months. And yeah, it's not a good idea. I lived with a couple, and it was great. I well, guess a couple, couple, couple is different. You're a secret third wheel. Wait, are the girls a couple? I don't think they are. I think they would have mentioned that. I if, if they are, then yes. Yes. Live in there. You know what? Here's the thing. I don't think it has any more complications than moving in with anyone. It's just different complications. Yeah. Ha- explain, Jeff. Well, like, you know, you move with anyone you don't know or anyone you haven't lived with before and you have a certain amount of how's this going to go? Maybe we're going to do things that is going to annoy each other. Maybe we'll hate each other. With Will they find with- it wherever I hit it? They find that thing that they can never find? Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. And with moving in with female roommates, um, there's a certain amount of, like, What's what tensions could possibly be created over a year that you're not expecting? You're talking about sex, sexy stuff. Yeah, sexy. And you got to assume with two women, they're going to find it wherever you hit that thing. Where did you hide it? Because it's not deep enough buried in the yard. Where they can never. You know the one thing. You know the thing they can never ever find. They're going to find it. Yeah. You get two girls together, they're going to go full Scooby Doo. They don't even know what it is. Scoop it up and just be all up in your shit. They're gonna be. They're gonna find it. That's you would have gotten away with it too. <laughs> that's the that's the big worry. Uh, yeah, I I think it could work. Um, with with especially, I think two would be easier than one, right? I think so. Yeah, too. I think so too. Personally, I think you just you have to turn off that switch in your brain that tries to interpret things as like flirting. <laughs> or, you know that thing where it's like, oh, she just touched my shoulder, or she said I look really cute. Just turn that switch right off and just. You are like a monk to them. You have you are you have no feelings towards them in any romantic way, and you have to set that up from the get go. Um, you do have to prepare yourself for some of the other um, unspoken things that come up when you're living with women, um, two women, um, vis-a-vis uh, period stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, please indulge me. Well, they're just gonna, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Please go. No, they're, no, just gonna, they're just gonna, you know, they're gonna period, and when that happens, <laughs> uh huh, you gotta be prepared. And so, with yeah. two of them, they're gonna sync up. They are going to sync, and when that happens, so really, you're only you're saying you're gonna live in a place for three weeks, uh-huh. uh, a, a, a month is basically. Yeah, you're gonna I, live in a place for three weeks to take a, mo- a week off. 
I am not entirely sure that I know what a period is. I'm, I'm in <laughs> fact sure I don't. I think that I, if King of Queens has taught me anything, mm-hmm. there's knives involved and a yeah. lot of growling. I think it's when you get... And a lot of snickerdoodles, I think. I, they just I think you get eating constantly. You get, like, pregnant, like, temporarily for four days, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, yes. You, but you with, get like, temporarily a ghost pregnant. Ba- with, like, a ghost baby, and then it goes away, I think. That's where Casper came from, actually. That's where ghosts come from, all ghosts. <laughs> Most wow. Wow. Yeah. I've never been as uncomfortable in one second as I just was. <laughs> That's it just the, washed over me. Like it's called the Justin flip. <laughs> <laughs> he flips it on you. Um, I I think you're going to be fine. And, yeah. and I think that, you know what? Well, apart from all that, the period ghosts. <laughs> except for that, you're going to be fine. Hang some garlic up. That's key. Yeah. The, the other thing is... Um, not knowing how a situation's going to work out is not a good reason to not do it. I completely agree. I don't know. Maybe it's awesome. Embrace yourself for becoming one of the girls. It's just going to happen. You got to deal yeah, with right. it. Right. Top model. Yeah. And you know what? Let's let's be honest now in this enlightened age. That can be kind of awesome. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Girls, girls have... They decorate better. The house always smells better. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know? Like... M- I, most of the better TV is targeted at women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time fact. I went over to a girl's house in college, I always thought, man, I wish my house was decorated like this. Because it looks like an adult house. It looks like a nice place that people so, actually want to be. They always have juices and mm-hmm. almond milk. Yeah. Sitting mm-hmm. around super fruits. Just so I'm clear, Trav, on the... Um, on, uh, before we get the emails, and to make sure uh, they get directed at the right person, uh, you're saying that the nice thing about uh, living with two women is that it's always clean. Is that what you're saying? Wow. Um, that they, that they, no, there's always a, a, I, a hot meal on the table when you come home from the can salt I say, mines? Can I say, because it's just a nicer place to be, a nicer environment, a gentler environment? That makes sense. Yeah, I'll let that slide. I don't All think right. clean is right because I know some, I know some dirty girls. Yeah. You know, I know some. I know some. Girl messy, actually knows all the dirty I, girls. I know some messy ladies, and also you got to think about how much of that apartment, the square footage, is going to be covered in ectoplasm. <laughs> you know, from the ghosts. I think people knew what I was talking about when I said ecto. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember what we were talking about like five minutes ago? Was remember? this whole goof? I we want everyone to know that this whole episode for me is about period ghosts. <laughs> oh, good. So to, to, go get the fam. Get the, <laughs> gather around the radio. Go get Unky Dan <laughs> around the radio. Do you guys want a Yahoo answer? Yes, please. Yeah, absolutely. How about, um, how about this one? This one was sent in by Jacob Locker. Thank you, Jacob. It's by Yahoo Answers user Terry Banto, who asks, Audio chip embedded in adult diapers. Good idea? What? <laughs> Wait, what? Do you have an elderly relative who needs to wear adult diapers and who is also somewhat impaired in their mental functioning? My stepfather is 92 next month. He's been wearing them for a couple of years. He's also become rather negligent in terms of personal hygiene, and so I thought it would be a big advantage to know that his diaper, or as I called them, mantis, is saturated. That's not okay. Wow. How great would this be? A diaper with an audio chip, like some of those musical greeting cards that's triggered by a specific level of saturation. 
It can play tunes such as Moon River, Bridge Over Troubled Waters, or Rolling on a River. Even handles water music. You get the idea. Anyway, when a caregiver or relative hears the music playing, it's diaper change in time, and Grandpa will not be able to argue over it. Anyone like this idea? Any venture capitalists? Um... <laughs> and then he goes on to say that this is an actual idea he's been kicking around for a while and he's not just trolling. I think Here's, it should be an I think the the music should be played at ear splitting levels uh-huh. but but piped directly into the cerebral cortex of the elderly person so that it's blisteringly loud music that only they can hear. <laughs> so so that their their own self mess shame will be tied to a specific trigger. Yeah. That will just it, I mean yeah, it'll be like a a whole cerebral shutdown basically. I think that this is a great idea for anyone who's ever sat around and thought, "Man, I'd really like to ruin the song Bridge Over Troubled Water forever and ever for me." Forever for me and everyone around me. Every There's, time it comes on the radio and you like you the passenger in your car is like, "Oh, I love it." And you're like, "No, turn it off. Turn, turn it, it off. off." This is the pee pants diaper song. <laughs> Here's the, the the real question. The reason I wanted to read this question because it's not the typically the kind of question that we would get into is what song do you want to come out of your pants whenever you 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 pee in them? I whenever want you urinate I on want, yourself. I want whoop whoop. That's the sound of the police. That's good. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. And people would hear that they'd be like, "Oh, you did it again." I think mine would be Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. <laughs> That'd be good. Because someone would be like, stop paying, please, God. Maybe listen to the tunes. Uh, I'm, I, I would go with something in red. That would really upset a lot of people, I think. I would really like Thunderstruck, but I want it to start out really quiet and slowly like over the course of like a minute like fade up to a point where anybody could hear it so, so it's like, like at the beginning it's so like people would like be sitting around watching tv with me and i would have this big smirk on my dun, face dun. and they would hear and they'd be like is that do i hear grandpa be like, What's i love this because i would let, now i want to change the mind to rocky like a hurricane yeah. And so it's like just epic and triumphant. Oh, I want it to be big and proud. Like everything else I do. If I'm a, if I'm pooping in my pants, I want it to be bright eyes so everybody else can enjoy my emotional state. That's where I'm at. <laughs> hey, hey everybody, come on down here with me. I'm pooping my pants. How about anything by puddle of mud? <laughs> no sir. Travis. No sir. Yucko. I do not like it. Something um, they like. What kind of music do old people like? I saw that with 23's could do in it. Yeah. Something with Glenn Miller. He seems to be very popular with the mm-hmm. old people. I oh. think that if I dropped a totally ferocious deuce in my pants as a grown-up adult man, mm-hmm. um, and Hoobastank started playing, I feel like people would be angrier about the Hoobastank. <laughs> what if it was as just if- like Tub Thumper? What? Tub what? Thumper by Chumbawamba. You mean Tub Thumping? What is... Yeah? Tub Thumper is their ballad. <laughs> tub Thumpist. I like Tub Tub. Thub again. <laughs> that 90s classic I have, I have a question here. Uh, yeah? Um, Don't you be a questioner? Well, the person writing this, this Yahoo Answers question says it's their, what, father-in-law? Yeah. Stepfather? Stepfather. Yeah. And the stepfather is 92? 92 yep. next month. 
So even at like a lowest point estimation, the person asking this question is like fifty something. Oh, he's a he's a he's a grown ass man. I'm looking at his picture. And profile. <laughs> he wants this tech to be in place. He is a grown ass man who's I would guess between the ages of fifty and sixty, who's like this is a totally great idea. Yeah, I'm thinking that this guy just got his very first musical birthday card, and uh-huh. he's like, you know, it'd be great is if that only played if I peed on it. Oh yeah. wait, diapers. Moon River. But he also uses the word mantis. Yeah. I have a pretty good detection system. If you walk into a room and it smells like the urine of the elderly, Uh maybe change your dad's diaper. Maybe. If your house so smells like the urine of the elderly that you can no longer detect a fresh cloud of that, move a fresh system, a high-pressure elderly urine system moving into your living room, maybe you should move. But what he is saying is he wants music to come out of his dad's, his his step-papa's loins so that he, his step-papa... Can't say not my piss. I'm going to I'm going to take this idea and tweak it slightly. Okay. And have you ever seen those cards where you can record your own message in them? <laughs> so you trick your stepdad into saying, "I just pissed my pants." Yeah. And so then when it plays, like, well, you admitted it. Yeah. And I then heard like, it. come from your pants mouth. <laughs> uh, I think it might be time to put old dad out to pasture. <laughs> He's had put him run. on the ice flow. <laughs> it's time to put him on the ice flow. He's had a good run. <laughs> this isn't. That's not funny. You know, Eskimos <laughs> well, have eighty-six words for snow and no words for singing underpants. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you should put your pop pop peepums out on the ice flow. He's no, a bad. He's a he's a revered uh, elder in the community. He His is. pants sing when he poops in. He is. <laughs> Christ, uh, what are we doing to the elderly? Can't they, just, <laughs> can't they just poop in their pants? This is the greatest generation. If they, they want to poop earned, in their pants in quiet, they can poop in their pants. They went to that. Your step peepums was in World War Two. His pants don't deserve to play Mambo Number no. Five when he makes peace in them. <laughs> your your peepaw pooped in Hitler's pants, and now you want him? Come on. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's the perfect song when Johnny comes marching home again. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Poor old people. They're trying. Uh, hey, I'm a guy who's been happily dating my girlfriend for a little over four years. I work with a girl who started calling me pumpkin in a borderline flirty way. To make things worse, that's a nickname my girlfriend has for me. To make matters worse, I'm a pumpkin. <laughs> the, the, that. the girl I work with is cute and we are friends, but I have no interest in her, obviously. But I am afraid she is going to do it in front of my girlfriend, put it on my Facebook wall or something like that. How do I gently ask her to stop doing that without sounding whipped or mean? And that is from the not so great pumpkin. I have an I have an opinion. Uh-huh. Here is how you stop her from doing that. You do not. Now, bear with me. Mm-hmm. She's not hurting anything right now. You have to respect that if it's a situation where it, it it could be bad, it could be, you know, embarrassing for her to call you that, she will not call you that. There's nothing wrong with her calling you pumpkin at work just because you have a girlfriend who happens to also really enjoy squash. Mm-hmm. Just, just roll with it. 
and maybe do like a preemptive thing and say to your girlfriend, like, there's this girl at work. She won't stop calling me pumpkin. It makes me kind of uncomfortable. And then if it ever happens in front of your girlfriend, you can just look at your girlfriend and go, hey, hey, and this just in your significant other, be a boy or a girl, being a little bit jealous. Not the worst thing in the world. Can have its benefits. Is it possible that this girl that you work with is calling him pumpkin? In a non-flirtatious way, maybe. Are you extremely fat and jaundiced? <laughs> is that is that a possibility? Be honest with me. Are you fat and jaundiced? Because if so, she might just be calling you pumpkin in a descriptive way. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a mm-hmm. mean nickname. Hey, pumpkin. Well, uh, maybe your girlfriend's calling you that in a mean way too, and you just never picked up on it. Yeah. She just slimmed down. Mm, it used to be her little spaghetti right. squash. Yeah, fix your fix your ketones. Here's here's <laughs> the thing with the, I don't think there's any way to say it to this girl at work that doesn't sound mean because, like Justin said, she's not hurting anything. And two, you, what if she comes back and goes, "I call everyone pumpkin." Yeah. And now, like you, just look like a dick. I yeah, don't know anyone's name. Yeah. Hey, pumpkin. Listen, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's how you'll sound. Don't do that. Yeah, don't yeah do that. because she's doing something that's nice and, and you know, in her mind, probably just a friendly, you know, f- jokingly flirting kind of thing. And you're going to come back at her and make her feel like a jerk. Yeah, like, and if you do that, here is here is every interaction you're ever going to have with her again. Here are those uh, clothes you asked for. Kyle! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No. Just let it go. Let it fly. All right, isn't it nice? And plus, if she was really flirting with you, she wouldn't be calling you pumpkin. Like, that's not how girl flirting works. It's not that overt and just really smacking you upside the face with it. Let me, let me ask that's you. probably the way she interacts with everybody. Let me ask you guys something. It, it is good to get called a pet name by a stranger. Now, listen. If you go to a bank, if I go to a bank and I make a deposit in the bank and the bank tailor like calls me sweetie or something like that, that just makes me feel nice. You're walking on sunshine. I am walking yeah. on sunshine and clouds. And Day is made. Man, I love that. When I go to like uh, like a restaurant, and the waitress is like, and what are you having, darling? And I'm like, oh, I, I, I would like some hash browns, please. I'm disarmed. <laughs> I like it. I think everybody should start calling everyone by nicknames all the time. Okay. Especially police officers. Well. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> No way, are, are we talking to the police officer or are they talking to us? Um, I think it's funnier if you are talking to the police officer. <laughs> hey, baby. Do you know why I pulled you over? No, baby, why? No, baby, baby. <laughs> hey, baby, 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 hey, tell baby. me what's up. what hey, I girl. do? Hey, did girl. I, did I do something naughty, sweet girl? Aw, sweet girl, I'm so sorry, baby. Let me see that ticket. <laughs> was daddy speeding? The daddy signed that, that girl. ticket. Let me give you an autograph, baby. Sir, I'm a 50-year-old man. <laughs> hey, pumpkin. Give me your sugar, sugar. Give me that ticket. Lady. Let me see that ticket. Let me just blot my lipstick with that. <laughs> a main man. A main squeeze. Come here, baby. I'm blotted. Let me get that. Uh, put that pepper spray down, sugar. Sugar, come on. Don't baby. you tase me. Hey, hey, sugar. Don't tase me, sugar. Hey, baby, sugar. I don't want to go to jail. Hey, open that door. <laughs> Go ahead, open. Stuff oh, my head. Take these cuffs off, girl. <laughs> You're oh, 
Oh, oh, now you're you tasing me now. Me, sweetness. I'm me being so tased. Oh, this is electric. I, do you feel this between us, baby, baby? I am on the ground convulsing, sugar. <laughs> oh, girl, I just threw up on the ground a little bit. Come on, baby. Oh, baby, look at my throw up. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know you got a wet nap, girl. Come on. Come on, give me that wet nap. People Block. are starting to stare. So People are staring at me. I'm pissing my pants literally as you watch me flail about. Come on, girl. How many more charges you got in that thing? Damn. <laughs> Damn. I bet I got a charge for you. A little, little electric kiss. Come here. Let me kiss you. Let me get a little smooth. police brutality. Girl. Oh, oh, yeah. I got some brutality for you. I, I tell you what. I need some utility. Come here. I need some of that. Oh, I'm in the car. You shot me. <laughs> shot me in the, said, I'm dying. I'm dying. Damn, girl. You got me dying on the ground right now. Look at all that blood, girl. Oh, girl, I'm bleeding out. It's getting, girl, it's, it's getting, getting hot. Damn, girl. It's getting, oh, my extremities are so cold, girl. Girl, I can't feel my fingertips, girl. This ain't right. Come here. Why don't you blow on him a little bit? Come warm me on him. Tell my mama I love her, girl. Damn, damn. I want you to meet my mama, girl. Damn. By the which I literally want you to carry my remains to my mama for a nice service. Damn. God, those pants look good on you, girl. <laughs> Damn. I think I'm we just sexually harassed I'm, the internet. I'm I'm in heaven. <laughs> Damn, St. Peter, you looking good, girl. Damn. <laughs> We Tune in next week. Tune in that next week when not a girl cop. <laughs> Why is that? That I feel bad for the police officer. He just shoot a man in cold blood, didn't he? Yeah, yeah for speeding. For but speeding. He was, he was violently sexually harassing him. <laughs> he was provoked, honestly. F- um, that f- the funerals are so expensive. So I think that no, just let's just go to the money zone. Yeah. This is this is a tender moment right now. Okay. So everybody just chill out for a second. Travis, I'm going to give the honors to you, Travis. Well, thank you very much. Um, this is from Alex to his girlfriend, Mitchell. Happy late birthday. Your birthday was uh, September 29th, and we missed it. We, uh, that, that was, was our, our bad. We fucked That's up. on us. Yeah, we ruined it. Uh, Alex put this in for your birthday and stuff, and we blew it. Um, so happy late birthday. We're, we're uh, giving, uh, right now we're giving Alex time to, uh, well, Alex, you know, go ahead and yeah. grab, uh, you know. Um, and so just real quick, one more thing. Um, Alex wants to know, will you marry him? What? What? She, <laughs> never, <laughs> saw this, she never saw this coming. She, look, she's crying. I'm crying. And now she's running away. Uh oh. Back. Damn. Wait, girl. Come on. Hey. Hey, girl. (laughs) No, this is a. I shouldn't try to. I shouldn't turn this into a bit. This is the most magical moment of their lives. They're kissing. They're smooching. So I'm going to assume that she has said yes. She said yes. They're so touched. Look, they're buying. (laughs) Buying my brother, my brother, me t shirts from maxfunstore.com. Oh, they're an exchanging them. Oh, it's so sweet. They body each it's other. It's better than rings. Better than rings, I'd say. 
<laughs> Congratulations to you guys. We hope your your uh, your your blessed day was all the more blessed. Oh, and now when you wear your T-shirt, people say, "Oh, do you listen to my brother, my brother, and me?" And you could say, "I do." Uh. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, you guys. Congratulations. Sorry, we were like- late. We we it- totally we postponed your engagement. Yep. Had that How's that power? That's the kind of power we wield. Oh man, I'm uh, drunk on it. Uh, but congratulations, you two. Love you very much. I love you. I, I love you more than they do. Um, uh, guys, I, uh, go ahead, Griffin. What were you saying? I, I was just thinking maybe a Yahoo would be appropriate to come off of that sweet, sweet wedding moment. I love it. I love this plan. Um, l- by which I mean, let me pick the most inappropriate one I have in my quiver. Sure. sure. Something for Just pull one out. This Knock one it. was sent in by Johnny Wags, but he said that he found it thanks to his friend Never Like That. Uh, those are both Twitter Twitter handles. Okay. Uh, I hope those aren't <clears throat> given names. It's Yahoo Answers user P.I. Stalker who wants to know, How can I overcome my fear of Bruce Willis? <laughs> <laughs> I, have an, I have an acute phobia of Bruce Willis. Every time I see him on the television screen, I become nauseated and clammy. My skin crawls, and I feel like I will die soon thereafter. How can I get over this? Now, what I love about that question is there are three different things I can think of. That either his fear of Bruce Willis is that, like, he's afraid Bruce Willis is going to come get him. Yeah. Or two, he's just has an, like, un, there's nothing he's afraid of in particular. Just Bruce Willis in general puts him on edge. Or three, he's afraid of what Bruce Willis might become. <laughs> of what he represents, you mean? Yeah. He's like, I I was such a huge fan of him in Die Hard, but I don't know what's going on now, and I'm afraid. You don't know what his next career move is going to be. Is that what you mean? Like, I'm afraid. He is transformative. He's like Clayface. Yeah. (laughs) Or Clay Aiken. Or Clay Aiken. (laughs) You never know what he's going to do next. He's he's mutable. I feel what you're saying. He is going to make Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like, jump into comedy. Mm-hmm. Like soon, and I'm worried about it too. Yeah. Well, he already started. What was the one with Tracy Morgan? Uh, cop buddies, co- cop friends, <laughs> cop friends, cop soon, friends in 3D. Soon he'll t- be able to take. He'll get into that classic, um, like Harrison Ford, Clint Eastwood phase of the action hero's life when he's like. Everyone regards him as the biggest badass in town, but he rarely moves at more than, like, four or five miles per hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's, like, a really scary tank without guns and a hat and a nice hat. Yeah. Oh, don't cross him. People say, back in the mid-70s, he killed He will glare days. at you and just make you feel real bad. I, I remember seeing pictures of him uh, attempting to keep a civil relationship with Ashton Kutcher. Uh, as he fully knew that Kucher was just slobbing all over his wife. Thanks, thanks for that, by the way, paparazzo. Much obliged. That picture of of Bruce is one of the most intense faces I've ever seen on a human being before. And if it's that image, I am also terrified. Because now Demi's back on the prowl. Sure. Uh-huh. What if oh, I? What if? The, you can know, we get those two back together? Mm-hmm. What if I run into her? Um, at Central Market, uh, and we both drop our groceries, and while I'm helping her pick up her groceries, Bruce Willis fucking garrotes me. <laughs> no, I think he's totally cool with you, Griffin. Yeah, that's what he told totally me. Totally cool! 
I'm I saying... I think it's great, Ashto. I'm saying he is Dimmy's private Batman. Oh. Yeah. She's not the... He's not the husband she needs. He's the husband that will choke out any man who ever <laughs> looks at her. <laughs> I but like I don't understand where you're drawing these conclusions about Bruce's relationship with Demi's. Have you met Bruce Willis? I have not. Have okay. you? I haven't either. So doesn't it make more sense that he would be incredibly just uh, unnaturally violent? I actually think that I bet that Bruce Willis in real life is um I, I the best parallel I can draw is like a dad whose daughter has just brought in her first homecoming date. Mm. And so he's being very smiley and civil, but it's a thin veneer over, like, just troubled waters. Like, he sure. will kill you as soon as your daughter leaves the room. He, like, pulls you close and goes, now you know that's my special girl. Hey. I'm going to go ahead and you say hurt her. Bruce Willis has definitely killed a man before. You think? I think he's almost certainly killed a man. You know what I think the problem here is? I think the problem is that I am only familiar with Bruce Willis through his music. Mm-hmm. So the 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 problem is of course that you got you guys know Bruce Willis. I know Bruno from The Return of Bruno. Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. You understand? I see him as a musician um and and uh, uh a provocateur, I guess. I mean, is a singer, songwriter <clears throat> and performer. Poet. Poet, really, yeah, and I um and and I think that that's where this disconnect is coming from because I only know his music. Let's let's. So you've seen the softer side of Bruce. I've I've seen the softer side of Bruce. Yeah, exactly. Let's get, let's get to the heart of it, though. Um, <clears throat> what can we do to get over this this fear, this Bruceophobia? Is it possible that we could start selling amulets <laughs> to ward him away? Yeah, In- like these are Bruce proof. Can you make an amulet out of good career choices? Because he seems pretty <laughs> averse to those. I think I, we're, we're big proponents of immersion therapy. I, uh, is there a movie where you can watch Bruce Willis not be intimidating? Because I don't think that... Hudson Hawk. Well... That, yeah. yeah. I mean, Hudson Hawk's a good one. Daddy Daycare. Is that... That isn't him. I don't think he's in Daddy Daycare, Justin. Like, no, no, I may have think confused it's... him with Eddie Murphy, which I totally... Totally understand because of Eddie Murphy's prolific action career, um, Pluto Nash. <laughs> uh, I I do not think Bruce Willis is in Daddy Daycare. I just I recommend watching that to all my patients. Have you ever seen Cop Buddies? <laughs> he may or may not be intimidating in that. I tell you what, I wasn't intimidated by him in Die Hard Four. Yeah, it was, it was basically just him looking at helicopters for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not that bad. I have you seen Have you seen Crazy Cops? <laughs> <laughs> wacky Cops, Wacky Cop Buddies. Now, which one was Wacky Cops? I get I get Wacky Cops and Cop Buddies confused. Wacky Cops was the one with the like fifteen minute long chase scene where he was just on the hood of the car saying "Slow down!" Yeah, like over and over again for fifteen minutes. What was the one where he's a cop? With a heart of gold, but also mm-hmm. one of the scary movie brothers is in it. Oh, yeah. What's that one, Griff? That one oh, is... T- Last Boy Scout. Last Boy Scout. There it is. Have you mm-hmm. seen To Protect and Chuckle? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I you, don't... You just got served. Yeah. You just got served is one that is a very warrant. popular. It's, it's him and Gerard Depardieu. He, one of them's from across the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to get his green card, they fall in love. 
Wasn't he in Rush Hour? He was in Russia. <laughs> During the when the, he was he tore down the uh, that cold wall. <laughs> Mr. Willis. Mr. Willis. <laughs> Down Help me wall. tear down this wall with Scary Movie and Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> this is the weirdest film promotional event we've ever done, but let's <laughs> let's tear down this wall. The wall that oh uh, the wall I'm talking about that's in Russia, basically. If you think, mm-hmm. Right? Can you find Bruce Willis and have a candid discussion with him about your fear of him? Separated they- by bulletproof glass. No, no, no. I want you to really get in there and say, hey, Bruce, I want you to know this has nothing to do with your career. I think you're a fine actor, a fine thespian, um, but I am fucking terrified of you. Mm-hmm. What can I do to get over that? Have you ever seen Last Man Standing? No. no. It's a it's a Bruce Willis movie where he's like basically a gangster cowboy. Okay. Um, and basically the movie is a solid two hours of him... Shooting dudes. So are you saying? Sorry, constantly. Is it, what are you suggesting with this, Travis? Nothing. I just really love that movie. Fuck you! Like you're you fucking. The, we were you're not a, even helping anymore. No, I'm saying if you watch that movie, it's good. It's a good movie. <laughs> okay. I recommend watching. It. Wait, hold on, man. Just you know what, guys? I just watched what Dreams May Come on Netflix Instant Q the other day. What is just st- sterling film? Bruce <laughs> is isn't in it. It's your- Robin Williams, but nevertheless, uh, this is movie talk. I'm just saying it's much better than surrogate. I'm saying you're a jerk. Okay. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> I think I actually I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. I think you can <laughs> I think you can dislike surrogates and hate Travis all at the same time. <laughs> this you guys watched Top America. Shot last night. <laughs> Did you guys watch Top Chef? They use the music of Bruce Willis <laughs> the entire episode. It really highlighted it. Uh, hey, I used to think setting my phone to vibrate was much less annoying than having an obnoxious ringtone going off all the time. However, seems like with newer phones, the vibrating is just as loud or louder. Heaven forbid your phone is sitting on a coffee table and it vibrates. So I've come to you to ask, which is worse? A moderately loud ringtone that you have to hear all the time or having it sound like there's a sex toy in your pocket every time you get a message. That's from Grant... In Granger. Granger. Grandier? Something. Granger. I would like to throw out what I have been doing lately, which is if I am in a group of people, say we're going out to dinner or hanging out at a bar after a show or something, I turn my phone off. Wait, you don't mean power down. Yeah, I turn it straight off. Do you know why? Tell me. Well, I'm of the belief, and I was actually just listening to an episode of Stuff You Should Know. Uh, our friends and stuff you should know, and they talked about uh, the future of the internet. And one of the things they talked about is that smartphones are literally reprogramming our brains to think differently. So those conversations of who was that guy in that thing with that girl, like those conversations are disappearing because now everybody just takes a second and looks it up on their on their smartphone. Okay. So I turn off my phone so that I can continue to have those conversations. About, like, who was that guy? What was that movie? Do you remember that thing? You are a proponent of returning to the caveman days where you couldn't remember the name of the movie Hudson Hawk? Only in social situations. Like, if I'm by myself, my phone is on all the time. And it's it's my outreach to the world. But But it sounds like you're a Luddite, though. 
Well, one of the things they said on this episode that I really agree with is if you wouldn't pull out a crossword puzzle and start doing it, you shouldn't pull out your phone and start tapping away. I, w- I think that it is rude in a social situation. When did the guys from Sophie Chanel get so judgmental? I know, right? Um, but I think that, man, just turn your phone off. If you're in a situation where you worry about the sound bothering people, like if you're in a movie or at a play or at dinner or something, just turn it off. You will be fine for two hours. I don't agree. Unless your unless your whole family dies in a house fire, yeah, right. Unless someone needs to ask for, you a question about for the brother, my brother, me episode. Hundreds of years, we lived in worlds without cell phones. But we also like, didn't. The three of us couldn't have hosted a podcast. Then we have new technology demands, and I need your attention twenty four hours a day. What if I need to ask you a question about our technology po- show that we have? We have a technology. We, this is our tech cast. This is a tech and movie cast. No, what I'm saying is like. Okay, I, I'm trying to express this to you in a way that you'll understand, because you are a Luddite. You've revealed yes. yourself. You love bacon, and you hate technology. Okay. What I'm saying to you is... I don't is, hate technology. I fear it. There are facets of this technology that have changed our daily life so much that we need the technology to navigate them. Or we'll die. By which I mean, we have a show on the internet, right? Uh-huh. You can't have a show on the internet and also say, like, phones are rude because... I didn't need to talk to you all the time before we had a show on the internet. So, like, the technology is perpetuating the need for itself. You can't just put the genie back in the bottle, I guess is what I'm saying. I All I'm saying is moderation is always the best way to go. I'm not saying get rid of cell phones. I'm just saying maybe you don't need to have one, like, surgically attached to your hand all the time. I am cutting the rope right now. Okay. While you guys are having this conversation. Because I got bored by it, and I instinctively reached into my pocket and got my cell phone out and I said, mm-hmm. Oh, there are some ropes that need to get cut and cut the rope and so I started cutting oh, rope. You are you are playing cut the rope. You're not cutting the rope from your cell phone. I thought you were cutting the tether. No, cutting no, no. No, no. If I could if I could I put more ropes onto it. I just <laughs> I think it's phenomenal that there is a thing that I have in my hand that thirty years ago it would be the size of a small library. And it also from to someone thirty years ago would seem like one of the tricorders from uh, my Star iPhone Trek. is a goddamn is a fucking is a motherfucking lightsaber. My right, iPhone it has a lightsaber in it. I am a tech wizard. I can't <laughs> I can't shake the feeling that I'm a tech wizard. I'm a steampunk. I have to have it in my hands at all times. On a completely different note, just make sure that your ringtone isn't the same song that plays when Grandpa pees pants. Oh yeah, or else it gets really confusing. <laughs> or maybe do. Uh, Maybe that would be a fun goof. Like, Grandpa, I do it, too. But- <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm f- oh, there I go again on my own. Just, just kidding. kidding. I'm just song that I go again on my own. This is a young girl that I'm going to go have a good time with. And you rub that in his face. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go find Glenn Miller and spit on him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think that Travis actually has a point. That if it's, if it's in a situation where it's going to be bad, mm-hmm. I say go ahead and turn it off. Yeah. Think of all the internet you'll have waiting for you stored up. <laughs> for when you finally do turn it back on. Especially, and I can't stress this enough just because I'm in theater, if you go to a theater event, turn off your phone. Turn off your goddamn cell it, phone. It ruins it for everybody. Because there's always like that one dude who doesn't do it, and like right in the middle of a really emotional scene, like it starts playing some CeeLo Green, and everybody's like looking around, and you've ruined it for everybody. Yeah. And you're just a turd. Don't ruin the play. Come on. I feel like every theater in the country should adopt the rules. 
of the uh, of the Alamo Draft House here in here in Austin, where if you your phone goes off or you talk at all, they kick you out and then they shoot you in the mouth in the street with a gun, which I think is a little excessive. <laughs> yeah, it's a little much. Hey, uh, I've come to you in some need of some sage advice. I got out of a five-year-long relationship nearly a year ago and have recently started dating again. Good for you. Mm-hmm. The woman I'm seeing now is great. We have a wonderful time together whenever we go out, so the issue isn't really with the relationship itself. It's when she's on the phone with me. When we're on the phone, a conversation usually runs upward of an hour before she feels like she's ready to hang up, and I'm not always in the mood for such extended conversations. So tell me, brothers, is there a way I can get across to her that I don't always feel like talking on the phone without hurting her feelings or making it seem like I'm making excuses not to connect? Silent in St. Louis. Oh, God. I'm having like a little... I'm having a panic attack thinking about talking on the phone for an hour. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm... Physically, I, I don't know if it's still this way with you guys, but I know that for a while, like the three of us are incapable of talking on the cell phone. You are on any phone. I, I'm so bad at it. With my ADD, if it goes longer than like ten seconds, I'm staring at so many other things, and I'm out. I'm gone. I've turned on the TV, and I'm I'm watching SpongeBob. Well, you also have raging ADD. Like, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm out. I'm impressed that we managed to keep your attention for this hour. I've been playing fetch with my cat the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I like that honesty. Yeah, man, like, I hate the phone. Yeah. My wife knows. She'll call me. Sid will call, like, on her way home from work or whatever just to let me know she's she's coming. And I'll instantly, like, I'll just be quiet. Like, I won't talk. Yeah. And she, she'll say, you, you want to wait till I get home, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I do. I don't want to talk on the phone anymore, please. And when she gets home, like, we'll talk. Like, I love talking to her, and I'll talk as much as she wants to. I, I, I and we'll have long conversations. It's the, it's the phone. Yeah. I can't talk into it. I hate, See, and I used to, and I didn't used to be this way, because I can remember being in high school and being on the phone for long periods of time. Well, when I was in high school, and I was, because I remember doing the same thing, and I hated every single second of yeah. it. But I did it because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. But then you get a car, and then you learn how to drive, and you can just go exactly. to that person. And so now, like, I established with Teresa very early on, I was like, listen, I don't like the phone. I'm not good at it. But I love text messaging, and I love long conversations. So if we can meet, like, somewhere in the middle and do both of those two things in, you know, either talk in person or just text message me one question and let me answer it that's great talking because in my life that's usually what it is is like what are you doing tonight i'm doing this great talking on the phone is like sitting in a room with a person and talking to them only you're not allowed to touch them and your eyes are closed Mm -hmm. (laughs) who wants to do that who wants to do that it's It's like a scene out of saw yeah it's like a challenge i hate it it is a challenge because there's so many things going on right in the periphery what mm-hmm. are you not doing that you could be doing? I don't know. For me, talking to someone is a full... And this is part of it. I like to get in there. Mm. I like to get into that psyche. I like to look in the eyes. I like some occasional touching of the shoulder. I like to get in there. I grab the head. It is intense. I grab the head with both hands. Mm-hmm. I say, hey, look at me. Look at me. Basically, it's like a Vulcan mind melt Just kind get, of thing. Look it at me. Did you watch Touch Shot last night? And here's... So here's my, here's my advice. I think you need to tell her that. Because what's going to happen, and what may already be happening, is like you see her call and you think, man, I do not have the time or patience for an hour-long conversation right now, and you don't answer the phone. And like that's already planted Shine. a bad seed right there. Shine comes off the apple. Yeah. So I think that you need to say, like, listen, 
I think you're great. I really love talking to you. But if, you know, why don't we just hang out instead of talking on the phone or, you know, let's save all this up because what you don't want to do is get to a point where when you hang out in person, you have nothing to talk about mm. because of your marathon phone conversations. Yeah. You'll use it all up. Yeah. And then be like, so what did you do today? And it's like, well, it's nine o'clock. So I woke up and that was it. As it. I, you know what? I realized sitting here thinking about it while you talked about whatever it was you're talking about. I, I don't like casual com- conversations in, in any respect. <laughs> if I see like someone, I, I'll sit down and talk with somebody, but if I see someone that I know in a public setting, I consider it a loss if I stop. Yeah. I like exactly as much time as I can talk. I've actually caught myself walking in slow motion so I don't lose – like once I've lost momentum, I've committed myself to a casual conversation. I can't stand it. See, I always say I, I, I'm terrible at small talk and I'm really great at big talk. Mm-hmm. Like I'm great at epic Hey, what do you guys think about the you know, yeah, like that, I can carry on that conversation for six hours. Ugh. But if someone's yeah. like, how's work? <laughs> Lucky. How's, how's Teresa doing? I have nothing. I'm like, she's great. It's it's going fine. <laughs> Do you guys ever get <laughs> you guys ever get into a conversation with a, 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 a casual conversation in public with, with someone maybe you don't know them that well or you don't see them that often? They'll go through the whole conversation and they'll ask you these questions being polite. And then you'll end the conversation and you'll realize about 30 seconds later, like, Man, I didn't ask him anything. <laughs> I, what a monster I am. Like, I, I, I will do even... that to a higher extent where I'll realize I never made eye contact with them once. I did, yeah, I did not look at them. <laughs> I was bad at that one. That one was on me. That's, that's a loss. We're going to put that in the L column. Do you guys think I, that we might be sociopaths? Possibly. We got a touch of it. No, I mean, I'm not saying like we're Bruce Willis level, but we're, we're so, man, we're what a bastard that guy is. He's terrifying, frankly. Um, Griffin. Yeah. How about it? You want a Yahoo? You know I do. Well, I've got five. Jesus Christ. Just read them all back to back to back. Yeah. Just cram it in. Yeah, I'll do that. No, don't do that. Um, Don't. This one's gross. All right. This one was sent in by Josh Becker. Thank you, Josh. It's by Yahoo Answers user Seth Wolf, who asks, how can I get my friend to kick me? Hi, I have a foot fetish. Okay. And I kind of like my friend's feet. We are good friends. And if he kicks me while he is in this action, I plan to grab his foot, take his shoe off in a playful, friendly way, like saying, you can't kick me now because I have your shoes. Then he will say something like, well, I don't need shoes to kick. And then I take (laughs) off his socks. And then I take off his... And then I take off his socks and I'll be closer. So I need to know how I... To get my friend to kick me by saying something to make him playfully kick me. Or something to get me... To see and touch his feet without him thinking I have a foot fetish. So what do you think? I can either get him to kick me but not be mad or take or me to touch his feet and take off his socks. I really want to take off his socks but just touch his feet. So, any ideas? But please, no mean or useless ideas, please. Can oh everyone God. for a week stop raping their friends, please? <laughs> Can we just stop, like, tricking people into fucking them? Like, and this is what this is. This person is tricking their friend into raping their feet, and I'm done. I can't do it. That's, for them, for in the, in the lens of their perversion, that's what they're doing. Yeah. And they're killing me. The problem with this kind of question is it makes me go... Which of my friends really like my feet? Yeah. 
Is this about me? Secret. Who is this person that I know that wants to touch my feet? Right. It changes your whole perception. Yeah. It's like it when you learned we were in the Matrix. Like, everything changes after this. Um, these are all mean and useless ideas, guys. How can we get this guy? Back before the internet, this kind of person would have just been that lonely person down at the end of the block that everyone would be like, oh, oh, don't worry about old Mr. Jenkins. But no one would have known that his real thing was he wanted to rape his friends. We too. are going to sit down in this room, 12 Angry Men style, and we are not going to get up until we figure out a way for this man to kiss his friend's naked feet. <laughs> you try to convince me to help this gentleman. I the 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 adjournment is in session. I I am sitting here and I'm not going to help this fucker unless you convince me that I need to. What if he just did it? No. <laughs> now, Travis, you're happy. give me that foot. <laughs> just did it. You're like the Judd Hirsch juror who flips right away. Like you just gave in. <laughs> I'm staying strong. I'm not helping this weird beard. And I know this isn't like the furries thing where I got mad at them for no reason. This guy is being aggressive, and I don't like that. I don't care if you're a, a foot fetishist who has a willing partner. This is not good. This is assault is what this is. This is assault. Can you rub him? You can't yeah. rub, him rub his foot yeah. without permission. No, I mean, he, uh. you, you could get permission. Who doesn't like a good foot rub? Me. Well, me too. Yeah. I like a good foot rub. From your buddy? From my friends? <laughs> hey, buddy. I, why don't you rub I got a good way pieces. to trick your friend into kicking him. Tell him you'd secretly like to steal his socks and rub his feet and put it in your <laughs> mouth. That's a pretty good kick trigger, I think. Mm-hmm. This whole scenario seems so unlikely. I doubt your friend would say anything like, I don't need shoes to kick. Yeah. <laughs> what that's about not, socks? That's not a good singer. Uh, you never hear Spider-Man say that after his shoes have been stolen. Uh, <laughs> Maybe yeah. tell him you want to play shoeless Chuck Norris. I have this theory. We've had a, a few questions like this, and I think that... We have? Like, probably... No, I mean... <laughs> I guess anyway, so. I quit this, the show. In this genre of, like, people talking about specific situations that they'd like to get into and like like the skull one is another Peanut is another example of this. Uh-huh. I think that there are people who for whom have a fetish but you know it it only uh this is how it manifests. Mm-hmm. But by typing in this specific scenario into a public forum, they are living it out rather than looking for actual advice it, on so how So you're to saying do this. if this person listened to our podcast it would be like a double Double jizzaroo for them. So you're saying like they're they're writing like erotic fan fiction precisely, and we are reading it out loud. Right, and Yahoo answers is the conduit. I am slam poeting this person's erotic fan fiction. (laughs) You are. Can I just say now that I said that out loud, I really like the idea of writing like erotic fan fiction about yourself. Like this is a Travis story by Travis. This is Travis (laughs) and Harry Potter. I write slash fig, but it's always me slash someone. <laughs> me? I tried me slash me for a while, but that was really depressing. It was this really sad. Me and Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> One day, Justin and King of Queens were at the ice cream store. <laughs> I, I love pie, said King of Queens. So do I, said Justin. <laughs> and then they blasted each other in the butts. <laughs> <laughs> a, sex, <laughs> a sex was had by all. Oh, oh man. Great sex, King of Queens. That's also my favorite Aesop's fable. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the moral. Here's the moral of the story. Neither a borrower nor a lender be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah, oh, 
fuck. I, I want to hear Griffin's last question, but uh, first, a few housekeeping things. This is, of course, my brother, my brother, me. You listened again, so I blame you. Um, I appreciate so much uh, everyone taking the time to uh, tweet about the show with the my brother MBMBAM hashtag. Uh, tons of people on Friday uh, tweeted about the uh, tweeted out our sampler link. We gave one of them a an FF as they say a uh, a follow Friday to our buddy Brian Minsker. Um, so next Friday, do that again. Tweet the mm-hmm. link to our show. It's bit.ly forward slash it's MBMBAM. And Justin, may I say real quick, just because I don't think we've talked about it yet, I really enjoy Losing the Sheen. Yeah. Well, what's Losing the Sheen? Losing the Sheen is uh, a podcast about Two and a Half Men by two people who have never watched Two and a Half Men until after Charlie Sheen left, and it's starring our very own Justin McElroy and his wonderful wife, Sydney McElroy. If you haven't checked it out yet, go to iTunes and search Losing the Sheen. It's hilarious. Thanks. And yes, subscribe and write and review. I appreciate that. Mm Mm-hmm. The whole bit. Uh, I love it. People tweeting about Kimbo2042, Jam Collie. Who else? Who's been tweeting about our show this week? Joanna11. Joanna11. Uh, LGW Green. I've been Anybody staying, else? I stayed off the grid this week, mostly. Jeff Paulson. Mm-hmm. You're not You're not feeling good. That's understandable. Yeah. Ducklips513, obviously, always. Super Psy Guy. His wife. Sean MD. Cheesecake Jones. Also made Mariko. So, Always, so many, so many awesome people tweeting about the show. It makes me uh, really happy. Uh, and I would like to personally thank all the people who encouraged me through uh, Endless Shrimp 2011. Uh, I couldn't have done it without your support. Hey guys, and I look forward to Endless Shrimp 2012. You, you realize we need three people to do this show, right? Like, <laughs> it's all it's funny to watch Travis hurt himself with shellfish, but if he dies from it, like the show's pretty much done. Yeah, it would pretty much be the end of the show. Um, so stop being so shellfish. <laughs> I want to thank uh, Bob Ball for doing our, of course. Our, our introductory warning. And I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of their song. It's a departure off the album, Putting the Days to Bed, which um, every week like, I get more people saying, like, oh, I'm listening to the Long Winters now. They're fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are fucking great. Guys, I told you that. Pay attention. We've been telling you that for how long now? For forever. Go... If you ha- just go listen to the Long Winters, you're gonna love them. They're the best band. Actually, if you go to uh, to E Music, our buddy uh, Tracy Wilson uh, found that on E Music, uh, the album "Putting the Days to Bed," or no, no, I'm sorry, uh, the Long Winters "Winter Pretend to Fall" is five dollars. Five whole dollars, guys. Go buy it. Five whole dollars. Go get it. That's not the one with "It's a Departure," our theme song, but it's Jesus. so good. It's still worth it. Jesus Christ. Okay, so that's our show. Thanks for listening. Again. I love you. I love you, Griffin. Um, which is the final... This final question was sent in by Jacob Locker as well. Thank you, Jacob. It's by Yahoo Answers user Gishal, who asks... Are there juggalo animals? <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. Your heart three stacks, keep your heart, hey, keep your heart three stacks, keep your heart, man, these girls are smart, three stacks, these girls are smart, play your part.